You're listening to the We're Talking Drums Podcast with your hosts, Derek Doucette and Corey Hoffing. This week's episode of We're Talking Drums is brought to you by Los Cabos Drumsticks, Canada's number one drumstick manufacturer. With 22 models to choose from, you can get the right size, weight, and feel for your playing. Los Cabos Drumsticks. Hello, everybody. This is Derek. And this is Corey. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we should have rehearsed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. you got to be on the edge of your seat the whole time. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to try that again? No, that's the take. That's it. Everybody that's will it. have to all right, all right, deal perfect. with that. <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to the podcast, everybody. We are excited about this one. Um, we're going to just dive right in, I think, because we've already rec- technically recorded this one like three times, I think. Yeah, probably this, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. This was supposed to be episode one. Uh, and we kept messing up. Rather, our computers kept messing up and uh, losing everything. So we decided to take a break because we got sick of talking about it. Yeah. Thank God, though, we uh, we got this whole situation figured out. And every episode since has gone smoothly. So no. we're stoked. Now that, it, now that you said that. <laughs> yeah, this whole thing we're gonna hit end and it, everything everything's gonna explode. Uh, yeah. Before we actually dive into that, uh, I just want to take a second to thank all our listeners for the awesome support uh, recently. Uh, I've gotten several messages personally, and we've gotten emails uh, just saying how much you guys are loving the podcast. So, you know, thank you to everyone. Yeah. And um, thanks. Coming up this this coming week, uh, we will be doing some giveaways. I know we've been hinting about it and stuff like that, but we want to give a little bit back to you guys. So uh, we have a prize pack kind of deal from Los Cabos Drumsticks. It just arrived at my house yesterday, so uh, we're going to go through it and uh this coming week we will uh have some details on how you can enter to potentially win so who doesn't like free swag that's right <laughs> i'm gonna enter oh yeah me too absolutely you kidding me i can <laughs> i can never have enough drumsticks and <laughs> oh yeah i need some drumsticks in a pretty bad way too yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later. Don't worry, I'll mm-hmm. hook you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I realized that I didn't actually say what the topic of the day was, although people probably read the title of the episode, which we'll come up with uh, the <laughs> night before we post it. Yeah, oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like usual. Yeah. So today, and should we say this is at the same time? I don't know what you're going to say. So, <laughs> well, let's just let's just see. Just try to guess what I'm going to say. Okay. Today we're talking about Battles. foot drum activated things. <laughs> That's. I'm sorry. I, I drew a blank and I just kind of spoke. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're talking about kick drum pedals. Yeah, we should. Um, we should just do like a record each of us saying bass drum pedals and then and edit it so it's perfect. And just splice it in there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Once yeah, again, fix it in post like I always do. 
you know it's a secret to life yeah always always yeah people say nothing is perfect but really nothing is good (laughs) (laughs) that's like way farther away from perfect yes and speaking of further away uh we're getting further away from what we're actually talking about here so that's a good good segue Ah, uh, yeah, I'm getting better at it. Um, All right, so roping it back in here, Corey. So let's just jump in. Let's... I got a question for you. Okay. All right. Let's start there then. Yeah. What's the question? What's the first set of pedals you ever had? Um, I believe it was a set of DW4000 single chain drive. Uh, that was the first set I ever had that I've I ever played on. Anyways, yeah. Nice. Four thousand, mm-hmm. I believe it was the four thousands. Yeah, is that? I didn't know there was. Was there four thousand? I don't remember that. I think I had three thousand. It was so long ago. Dude, that it, I don't. Re- it might have been the three thousands, but I'm I'm pretty confident it was the four thousand. Um, it was it was around that series, but whatever the single chain. I know it was like a cheap single chain drive one. I'm gonna look that up here to see if they ever what it was because I'm curious. You're probably gonna hear me typing. Yeah, there's uh, a there's a four thousand. Um, oh yeah, there is a four thousand. Four thousand and two p. Um, yeah, it was. Well, maybe. I, I'm pretty sure it's a set of those. I might be wrong. I don't know. Oh, could now I'm been, questioning what I had. Yeah, it could have been three thousands, but it was in that range of the low end DW yeah. single chain drive pedals that's four thousand and less yes that's and below that was my starter double pedal um then okay so like that was your your first one as well was around kind of kind of so i started playing on somebody else's drum kit i think you did as well didn't you uh yeah Yeah. technically Yeah. yeah yeah and uh they had a set of just like shitty shitty network pedals i think do you, do you ever play those? Network? No. Network, yeah. Well, that's, there's a reason you've never heard of them. <laughs> it's kind of like... I mean, I think you could buy them at a Long McQuaid. Uh, I don't even know if there was Long McQuaid. Well, we didn't have a Long McQuaid at the time. But like, you could buy them at music stores, but it was pretty much like the kind of pedal that you would also buy at a Walmart. But it was a double <laughs> pedal. So it was just... They were garbage. And yeah. Then, yeah, uh, once I started playing, uh, I bought myself a set of... the. Uh, GW something somethings. Well, actually, uh, it's funny because you talk about playing on other people's kits. Originally, um, the drummer in my band at the time, he, I believe he would actually pack up his kick pedals and take them home with him so that I wouldn't play on them. <sighs> so I had to, <laughs> I had to get another, uh, a, a, a double pedal so I could actually play um on the drums yeah i if i remember correctly i'm going back like 12 years now and you know that was a different time but um yeah so when in your playing um did you decide to upgrade because that's always the thing where uh, a lot of people will be like well like it's not the the pedals you're using but it's you know it's the player not the not the pedals type of deal mm-hmm. right so did yeah. you did you just did your playing outgrow um the the 
the quality of pedals that you had? Um, to jump from like that guy's network pedals to my DW. Um, yeah, or or even like from your because like once you owned your own set of pedals, right? Mm-hmm. When did you decide to upgrade from the DWs onto something else? And what was that something else? Oh, it's a double question. question. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, I first got the DWs just because I wanted my own pedals. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I hadn't been playing very long. And uh, I used those for a long time until I ended up... Uh, I actually upgraded my drum kit to... A, I got a Pearl Export. And I got two bass drums. And so I ended up getting uh, a set of these really weird pedals. They were called Premier... I think they're called Premier EDP uh, I found them at the, they were used at the local music store in PEI. And they're a weird direct drive pedal that Premier released like a long, long, long time ago. I don't know how how old they are. And I bought those because there was two singles and I needed two single pedals. And I used those for a little while uh, with the two bass drums. And I ended up not really liking them much. And so I returned them and I ended up just figuring it a way of, uh, like modifying my DW pedals and making two singles out of those. Mm-hmm. So I use those for quite a while as well. Um, and then I switched. Oh, you know what? I think I actually may have went from those to trick pedals. Oh, really? Think eh? wow. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I went, uh, I came up here to Toronto when I was a kid to visit my brother and I went to a music store. I went to Steve's and I bought one, shortboard pro 1v and then i went to just drums and i bought a second one and then i mailed one to trick to have them install the uh the little piece so i could put a drive shaft on it and then they then i I bought the drive shaft as well and and converted it into a double for whatever i needed that nice man you actually mailed them the whole pedal yeah yeah which is weird because that's something that i feel like today i would be far too lazy to bother doing Oh, dude, I would never do that. No. <laughs> yeah. And like also, mailing you, things? You could buy the hub for it that just screws into the side, and then boom, you got it. Yeah, then you're well, there. Well, the, the thing is that you didn't have... Yeah, that wasn't the issue. It was on the slave pedal. You don't have that extra little piece that sticks out so that you can attach uh, the drive shaft there. That's what I needed mm, to have installed on it. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. things have changed since, but back then, uh, that's how it had to be done. Yeah, that's the nice thing about Trick, though, is that they are two single pedals. But when you buy them, they come as like a a double pedal, but it's two single pedals. But the left one just has that little attachment on the side and it comes with the little hub piece to connect it all. But honestly, like that's what I love about them so much is that you literally take off the, the bar and you're good to go. You're you got two pedals right there. You're perfect. Totally, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm, I love playing them as well. Because, you know, you, I use two bass drums at rehearsal. And then you never know when you're going to need to... Like, even now, I'm I'm at... Uh, I've been just playing my electric kit at home. And I only have one kick pad. So I've uh, converted them back to a double set. And it's working just fine. Yeah. It, so. I love them. That's great. It's, just, it's nice to have the option. You know? Yeah, exactly. And to not have to take apart the whole spring assembly and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've I've gone through that process, and it's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah, and, like, have to screw your settings up. Like, 
I don't know. I don't like finagling things too much. I want it to be quick and easy and like not really have to think about it. Yeah, quick and dirty. That's 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 the way we like it here. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just wouldn't do it. Um, I would probably just go buy another set of pedals if I had to do that. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Just throw money at it and so until it does what I want. Um, yeah. Yeah, but. Yeah, man. I I will say though, um, my my DW four thousands did not last very long before I I upgraded. Um, it was probably about a year into playing with Crimson Shadows where I was like, okay, this isn't this isn't working anymore. I didn't know enough about um, kick drum pedals or anything to do with that to um, make the pedals work better for me i was like these things just aren't fast enough my feet Mm -hmm. are going so fast the pedals can't keep up Uh, (laughs) you know i I was i was an idiot but at the same time you know i uh and also i had no money i had zero dollars so i had to use them until they broke but Mm -hmm. um at the time my my brother was super supportive and also like he's a guitar player for crimson shadows so he was like dude you need new kick pedals all right i'll i'll loan you the money and i think he just outright bought them um but we went out out to long mcquade and and i picked up a pair of dw 9000s and uh yeah dude it was like a a much superior upgrade (laughs) like yeah that's a huge jump yeah man those are some killer pedals um and i i use those for years years i've never actually played a set of 9000s i would love to someday as far as like chain drive goes they're probably my favorite chain driven pedal that i've ever played uh now i did use them for you know close to like four or five years pretty heavily Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i've had my and then right from there, I, I went to uh, the Dominators because I was like, you know what? This direct drive thing seems legit. Uh, so I'm I'm just, I'm going to go for it. And uh, yeah, then I got my Dominators. And I think that was like close to 10 years ago now that I got those. Crazy. And I, I sold my 9,000. So I was, I was hooked, man. I was hooked nice. on the trick trick train (laughs) (laughs) it's it's interesting because i actually uh was not for a bit and i think uh, i attributed this to not really understanding you know pedal technique and and just how to adjust parts of like you know the like how to set up your pedal and Mm -hmm. uh you know my my playing wasn't refined enough to fully appreciate how a pedal feels and uh in the same boat where i was like oh like i'm not playing well enough it's probably the pedal and so i ended up buying a different set i sold my tricks and i ended up getting um it was like a low-end set of mapex pedals for some reason i just liked how they felt at the time and i used them for a while but because they were so low end they broke and so i had to ditch them and then i got a set of tama speed cobras which i used for a number of years uh actually up until fairly recently until you and i did the old axis dominator uh switch switcheroo that was supposed yeah. to be like uh hey can i try them out <laughs> and, like i wanted yeah. to try the axis because i've never owned a pair mm-hmm. um never really sat down and played them extensively and you wanted to revisit trick and that was what like 
two years ago or so now. Yeah, something three like years that. maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a while ago, and uh, yeah, now I guess uh, I forgot to I forgot to mention that I bought those Axis pedals in there somewhere. Um, yeah, somewhere. In and there. you know, you know what? Actually, <laughs> I'm just thinking about when I bought those Axis pedals. I got them used from some guy, and uh, they were just two singles as well. And one of them, the heel block was like messed up. It wasn't really working. So I ordered new heel blocks from Axis, and I ordered the. Uh, like the um oh my god what's it called the drive shaft mm-hmm. so that I could turn it into a double pedal if I wanted and uh, I used them for a little bit I just never really got them dialed in and I they always felt kind of strange to me and uh, again I attribute it to not really having a really good grasp of my foot technique uh, and I suppose it could be argued that you know the the pedals themselves didn't allow me to really find my foot technique but. Uh, I, I definitely was able to with the dominators once we did that swap. Yeah. Well, like going between the dominators and the axis, which is what I do right now, like every now and again, I'll just like right now, the axis is what's on my, my kit. Um, and there's a huge difference. Like, yeah, they're, they're both direct drive and they're high end pedals and blah, blah, blah. But like, the feel difference in them is ridiculous how how different a pedal they are oh yeah you know oh big time big time different and and it's not you know better or worse it's just different that's all mm-hmm. i i enjoy playing both of them and sometimes uh the axis feels better uh other days the dominators will feel better and you know it's I don't know. It's just personal preference, really. But I can get used to both of them if I if I need to. Like I could take either pair on tour and and be fine. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I guess I kind of understand that because I was like one of my dominators were set up on my kit at the rehearsal space. I had my speed copers set up on my electric kit at home, uh, and I could play both. And like you said, they were both different. Uh, in this case, I I probably would say that I think the Dominators are better. Uh, it's worth mm-hmm. noting I am endorsed by Trick, so uh, you know I mean I would have said that regardless. But you know, do what you will with that information. But the my speak <laughs> my speakovers are also pretty old and beat up. Yeah, and you know I just I find uh, I don't know just I I definitely have an easier time with the Trick pedals, but playing with the speakovers, it almost feels like I'm. Not lifting weights, but I've got to work a little bit harder just to be accurate with them. And then whenever I jump, like every time I go to practice after playing those, uh, I would suddenly, like it would just felt like effortless to play stuff, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. I love having one set of pedals set up just for practice and another set set up for rehearsals or mm-hmm. live, right? So you can yeah. set one pedal up so that it works it, it you're it's almost like it's working against you right so it oh, makes yeah, you yeah. you work even harder for it so that way when you get on your your regular pedals for rehearsal or whatever it's just like butter and i i do the same thing like i the practice pad i use um uh billy hyde i think it's a billy hyde like big black rubber practice pad it's my favorite practice pad i've ever used i have like a vic firth one uh I did have several Los Cabos ones, but I think they got stolen while on tour. Leave them laying around a venue. Someone's going to pick them up. Um, yeah. 
but it's my favorite because it doesn't really give you much of a rebound. It's a very dead, uh, just like hard rubber practice pad compared to like my Vic Firth one is very bouncy. It gives you a lot of a rebound. So like it, it does simulate a snare drum more, um, especially cause I play my snare relatively tight, uh, when I'm playing metal anyways, um, to get more of that rebound. But with that one, like I can go on it and if I can do single strokes at 200, I can do, I like playing live, like 220, 240 is no problem because you know, it, I'm, I've worked in, uh, to 200 so hard that like it, it's just non-issue. Like, and oh yeah, I, I like that same um, approach with uh, my feet as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. I had for the longest time I was using a, a full like twenty-two inch bass drum that I cut down to eight inches deep with a mesh head on it mm-hmm. for my electric uh, kick or for my electric kit, and that uh, I had it like dampened and stuff, so it wasn't bouncy, but it was squishy kind of feeling. If that makes any sense, yeah. So. It was almost like I had to work a little harder to play on it, but whenever I would go to my kit at the jam space, uh, my kick drums are pretty tight, and it just felt so much more solid, and it just it was so much easier to play with that. Oh uh, yeah, and I loved it. Like I just felt so good every time we went into the jam spot. Mm-hmm. Now I gotta ask, um, since we do play the same pedals, the Trick Dominators, as our main set of pedals anyways, what are your pedal settings like on it? That's a good question. Um, I have... Let's have a look over there. I'd say they're actually fairly average. So I actually modded my Dominator pedals with... Uh, I took the Direct Drive link off uh, and I replaced it with the Pro 1 V link. Uh, so for anyone who's wondering what that means, the the part of the pedal that connects the footboard to the uh, like the the cam system where the beater is attached and where the pedal like rotates, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. that on the dominators, the spot where it attaches to the footboard has a single connection point that you aren't really supposed to change, uh, and the Pro One V has three separate levels that you can change it to so if you want a higher footboard with a slightly different feel you can put it in the top one you can lower it um to the bottom one and and change the angle of the uh the footboard angle that way and it, it just it's gives you more options for changing how the pedal feels so and uh, also though um if anyone is playing the dominators trick does offer uh upgrade package which i have recently done with the low mass footboards and that direct drive link with the three separate holes for the dominators <laughs> yeah they so, released that like right after i ordered <laughs> the piece that i wanted like it was like a month maybe or something like that that it came out yeah i know uh i don't know if they still have it up because i some people were asking me about um my new my new footboards and everything and they went on the site and couldn't find it um oh interesting yeah but yeah, I, yeah, I'm loving them. Um, so what? What to start things off? What hole do you put it in? Uh, uh, I use <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, I use the top hole. Use the top hole, eh? Okay. I use the top hole. Am I using the top hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Top. Um, and the reason for that is at the time, uh, I was I was kind of wanting to get into 
double strokes a little bit and I wanted a higher footboard. Uh, but then eventually I just, I, I didn't I'd bother with doubles, but I like a heavier feeling pedal, but I do like kind of a higher footboard. So with the top hole, I was able to um, angle my footboard up high enough where I was still able to have it be the weight that I wanted just with mm-hmm. the higher footboard, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, so I've got the top hole and I have kind of a medium, medium high spring tension. Yeah. And okay. it's worth noting that my footboard isn't like isn't crazy high at all. Like, no, I, it's just there's three different levels, and it's really not that huge of a jump between them. And then they also you can adjust your footboard level um, with the settings directly on the pedal as well. You can raise yeah, them up and, and down. that's kind of where you would that's kind of where you would feel the weight change because the higher up you have that set, the heavier the pedal is going to feel the more like the lower it is, the more forward, uh, the, the connection point is, then it's going to feel a little bit lighter. Right. Okay. So, so I just mostly, I like, I like being able to feel the pedal swing back so I can kind of catch it and and keep going with it. That's my, my big thing. And I use fairly heavy beaters. I've got, uh, the yeah, you, I probably keep getting quiet because I'm looking behind me to have a look at them. Uh, I use Tama Iron Cobra wooden beaters, and I actually put a beater weight on them as well, uh, about midway up the drive shaft. So not all the way up, but just midway. Yeah, mid shaft. Like, yeah, and they're probably just like an average like 45 degree angle. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Not like 90 degrees or anything like that. Like I've seen some pedals. Mm-hmm. I uh I actually have a set of the Iron Cobra beaters on my Axis pedals right now. I use them for a long time and I love them. I love just honestly they they're so light. Um I love how light they were. But mm-hmm. mine are the ones uh with the rubber, the rubber uh ends on them. Oh yeah. Yeah, cuz you can uh you can replace them and everything. They have what um, I know they have rubber, wood. Do they have a metal one? I don't know if they have a metal. They have felt. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah. I had the rubber ones, and they wore down so much that it started sticking to my kick drum pedal whenever it got too heated. So I'd get like halfway through a set, and the because of the amount of heat of it hitting the pedal so much, or the, hitting the skin so much, it would actually start to like wear and on on the the beater because it's just rubber so i i have those on my second set of pedals now but uh not my well that must ones. have made you feel pretty badass yeah i know it's just like just fire going feet are on, on there, fire man. yeah <laughs> yeah man it was excellent well on on my dominators i am using the second hole the middle hole um that's just how I set them up when I put them on. I haven't really uh, fucked with it too much. Uh, I'm now that I we're talking about it. I am definitely going to because uh, it's so simple to switch out. Oh um, yeah. So I I'm gonna try that higher one, and I'm also gonna try the lower one and see how I like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I I pretty much uh, my spring tension's usually a little uh, on the tighter side. Um, like really close to hundred percent, uh, probably about like ninety ninety five percent uh on the tension. 
I I like them nice and tight. Mm-hmm. I'm probably more like 75, 80, something like that. Although I think that the springs in these are kind of like these are like older pedals, so I think that the springs probably could use uh, a replacement because they uh, one of them is like my pedals don't. If you look at them, the one spring looks cranked and the other one doesn't, and I think just one has a little bit more. Uh, springiness left in it that's odd um the ones that you got from me yeah those are actually pretty new man they're not that old really weird yeah they're really not that old um compared to mine at least um because mine are uh, probably about 10 years old now and i haven't replaced the springs at all um Hmm. i did replace the bias rods honestly i think it would be worth popping the the side cap open and taking a look at them uh and and you might want to replace the bias rods in them as well because i know those wear out pretty quick Um, yeah i'm not actually too worried because i should be getting my my brand new pro one v's uh in maybe two months in march i think is when they told me oh nice so i'm pretty excited about that yeah i got an update for you we'll talk about after the podcast Uh, i'm not I like yeah. updates. Yeah, I'll let you know what's going on with uh, <laughs> my new gear and stuff. Anyways, so yeah, but my my spring tensions are like pretty much close to max. What I love about the trick pedals though is that some days um, I'm working on different techniques here, there, everywhere, um, all the time. Uh, so if I am working on something and the high spring tension just isn't working, I literally go a couple twists of the knob on either pedal. And then I got a, a lower spring tension that might work a little better. So mm-hmm. I will say, us both being trick fans and players, um, that uh, that that's one of the key factors for me um, that I love about the Dominators and the Pro One Vs. And uh, yeah, it is it is really easy to change that spring tension. Uh, that kind of brings up a just a like another thought that I had is that it is important for people to keep in mind that there's no right spring tension. So, uh, you know, I find when I was younger, it was always, I would be looking up like, Oh, how to play fast metal drums and how to do this. And, and, you know, a lot of the metal people at the time were saying, you know, crank your spring tension. And mm-hmm. so that's what I did. And it was, and then I realized now it's like, Oh, actually a cranked spring tension doesn't work very well for the way I play. And so I need to lower it a little bit. So, uh, you know, if, if just keep that in mind that you don't need it to be cranked. Yeah, absolutely and, not. Yeah. And, I, and on the other hand as well, like it's easy to start getting into the habit of like, Oh, I'm not playing well. I'm going to change my settings. And then before you know it, it's like you're changing your pedal settings every day mm-hmm. and that's going to just hinder your, your progress as well. Yeah. Oh, and dude, I'm definitely, uh, fell victim to that many, many, many times and still do. Uh, oh yeah. So that is one that is one I guess fallback of having um the spring tension knob just right there and so easy to dial back or dial up is that you you do it you know if you can adjust it you're like oh like this is the problem rather than actually assessing it and like no like 99% of the time you are the issue and you <laughs> yeah. need to fix <laughs> yeah, what you're doing don't blame it on the gear um, mm-hmm. I, I've 
I've done that my entire life. Blame blame it on the gear. Then you get new gear and you're like, oh yeah, this is gonna fucking change the my whole fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then, then you're you're a little doesn't. bit better for a while because you're excited about the new gear and there's like some adrenaline. Yeah. And then it wears off and you suck again. Yeah, and then yeah, you're just shit and whatever. So uh, work on <laughs> your technique and focus on you, your muscles, and what you can do to to make your playing better no matter what pedal you're on no matter what spring tension it is you know Mm -hmm. Um, and if you are going to be like changing your settings up maybe like you know take a day try some different settings out see if anything feels a little bit better and if you find one that does feel a bit better like stick with that for maybe a week or two yeah and you know don't change it and be like oh yeah this is great and then and then the next day you you change it again and then the next day again yeah, because that's not going to help you. No, no. In the end, it won't help at all. It'll help you <laughs> that day, but what happens when yeah. you go on tour? Are you going to spring change your spring tension between every song? Like it's, it's <laughs> yeah, not exactly. practical at all, right? So yeah, I I really got stuck in that at one point, and then just cleaning up my foot technique, uh, you know, really really helped me out with it. Mm-hmm. And I've known yeah, guys though. Yet. Um, cause they always say for like double strokes or like any fast double kick or anything like that, uh, you want high spring tension, but I've known a lot of guys who are like, nah, man, like medium, medium spring tension at most. Uh, mm-hmm. so like even guys that are playing in, in the like upwards of 200 to 40, you know, that range and, and they're still like yourself, even like you don't max out your spring tension. It's medium to medium to high. But I, I've known some guys who are just like, yeah, medium spring tension, uh, no more than like halfway, and you know, and and they still play great, right? So it's all it's all based totally. on personal feel, you know, absolutely just like everything. Um, there's uh, an exercise actually that I did uh, with my Tamas Speed Cobras, and I've heard of this from two separate people. One of them is James Payne, which I think a lot of people in the metal community know. Uh, he played for Vital Remains. I think he just joined uh, Cataclysm, actually. Uh, yes, he's yes, a he did. phenomenal drummer. He's a great teacher, actually. He uh, One of his courses I, I bought, and it actually really helped me uh, kind of wrap my head around what playing with the floating technique should feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what he did was essentially you're on a practice pad with your pedals, and you take the chains off of them. And your goal is to have the pedal rebound, and because without the chain, oh, sorry, without the springs, not the chain, um, without the springs, if you bury the beater, it's going to stay planted against the head. But the goal is to play the pedal in a way where you're lifting your foot back as the pedal hits the head, so that way it allows the pedal to to rebound, and that really helped me out a lot. And. Uh, but yeah, it was it was James Payne, and the other person I saw, saw a long time ago was a guy named Alexander. Alexander, uh, it might be Ryan Alexander Bloom or Alexander Ryan Bloom, uh, and he actually has a book about double bass strum technique, uh, and he covers pretty much every technique that's out there, and it's really interesting. It's a good read. Mm-hmm. Well, I I will say that's one of my biggest. Uh faults that I'm, I'm trying to work on right now right now i am really trying to rebuild my playing from the ground up um mm-hmm. so i am like doing super slow hand exercises on the practice pad and focusing on that and i'm doing stuff with my feet 
where like I got into the bad, really bad habit of burying my beaters. Um, because I do a lot of like the pressure swivel technique, I always have pressure on my pedals and that's just like what feels natural to me now. Um, but playing with the foot blasters, uh, the triggers and it, it just, it just doesn't function as well. And I mm -hmm. know that it's just not, um, a, a good habit to be in. So I'm trying to fix that moving forward and allowing that rebound to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. That so. was the big thing stopping me from uh, really getting a grip on mid tempos was bearing the beater because I couldn't, um, I didn't have enough, like, I just wasn't able to, once I got up to like 150, 160, I just couldn't keep it up if I was trying to put all that power in. And then I realized as opposed to looking at my beaters as kind of like sledgehammers, look at them as basketballs that you're you're dribbling and bouncing off the head yeah. uh, and you're working with them not only on the way down, but on the way back as well so that you can control it. And that really made a huge difference in my, my foot technique and my, my accuracy when I was playing stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, uh, it's interesting because I feel like it's really been like in the last year that like, or so that I've like really gotten a hold of it. I haven't actually gotten a chance to play a show, um, uh, pretty much since. Yeah. So I'm excited to bust that out live. Awesome, man. Yeah. As we all are, so, <laughs> um, all right. So we, we don't want to make this too long of an episode here. So we, there's one, there's really just one last thing, uh, I want to touch on. And is there a pedal out there that you have not tried that you fantasize about in bed <laughs> uh, <laughs> that you, you really want to either own or just play on or just be, <laughs> in the same room with oh man there's so many i want to play every pedal pretty much um but uh there's two that come to mind is the uh i think i'm gonna not say this name right charchicopita the <laughs> translates yeah. to devil's hoof um devil's i think guys like crim use them uh oh yes and, yes yeah uh it's a weird spelling but they look pretty cool, but there's it's a, also... It's a Polish the, company, correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, I believe they're out of Poland. And yeah. then there's also uh, a company called ACD Unlimited. Uh, and I've talked about these this company. I was going to say these guys. It's actually just one guy. Um, his name's Dennis. And uh, I say that as if I know him. I don't know yeah. him. Dennis, shout <laughs> out. What up? We love you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this company's really cool. They make a lot of upgrades for different pedals so if you have like he makes direct drive conversions for things like you know tama iron cobras and speed cobras and pearl eliminators uh and like all these different pedals and he makes footboard upgrades and beater geometry upgrades and stuff like that and it's really cool uh but he also has a set of pedals that he made from scratch called uh the darwin series and they just look awesome like just like a high-end pedal there you can get direct drive or chain drive or strap drive and uh they look pretty cool i'd love to try those out someday as well if i ever get the chance yeah man i know yeah. like a, a lot of the guys uh recently have been playing those uh and dude they they look like they'd be incredible mm -hmm. um john longstreth actually from orange uh he I think he was one of the first guys I saw 
like really repping them and uh yeah i'm i i would love to have a pair of those both 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 of those are like dream pedals for me you know yeah you know they all go in there i mean uh it's like i feel like the the big names in pedals maybe not big names but like the the big players in pedals are are like these ones and trick and axis uh, yeah, and I think there's other companies that are kind of getting there with some some higher end pedals, but um, you know these ones uh, are also. It's worth noting that they're expensive, all of them. They, they, you know these aren't cheap pieces of gear, so yeah, uh, you know they're they're it's a professional piece of gear and it's going to set you back quite a bit. But that being said, like you don't need an expensive pedal to to be able to play metal. No, there's you a lot don't. of really good ones out there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, hundred uh, percent. I, I had the chance to play the Tama DynaSync pedal and the uh, oh, what was it? It came out last year. The uh, Yamaha. They released a direct drive pedal. I forget what it's called. It was like F something something. Ah oh, yes, I remember seeing those. Yeah, and those both of those pedals actually felt pretty good, and I think that they were quite a bit cheaper than these other like the the ones I previously listed. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of great pedals out there that aren't that don't have a massive price tag on them. Um but if you are trying to make this a career which is next to impossible, um you know, once you get to a certain level, these these types of pedals are are kind of your go-to's, right? Your Axis, your Trick, uh the ACDs, uh, all those. So yeah. yeah, and and another one we actually haven't talked about, um, and I don't think I've ever tried them, but the Pearl Demon Drives. Oh, I did try those. I owned a pair for a while. Oh, really? And uh, yeah, I bought them, and I did not. I, it's weird. They felt okay, but they were noisy, and I don't know if it was just a mm. uh, a fault because I bought them used, uh, and I don't know if they were just like a faulty pedal, but the the footboard was rattly. That so, seems odd. That seems like that's specific to your footboard because I've known tons of guys uh, who've owned them and like no issues with them whatsoever. Yeah, uh, I actually looked it up and it was a known issue on some of them. So okay. I was in the same boat. I knew people that had them that were fine. Uh, mine was not. And it was just another case of I got them uh, after I had the Dominators actually, just because I was curious. And, uh, you know, jumping back and forth between them and the Dominators, it just didn't compare for me. Mm-hmm. So so they, uh, I got rid of those. But they were pretty cool because you can switch them up. You can go from longboard to shortboard fairly easily. And uh, they had some pretty cool settings. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone I've known who used them uh, are <laughs> slayers behind the kit. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah, they're definitely up there in quality. Uh, but they don't have a massive price tag on them, uh, compared to some of these other ones. Like they're yeah, not, I mean, they're, they're definitely not cheap. not cheap. Yeah. No, but when you're talking about high quality, uh, equipment here, you know, it's never going to be playing drums is not a cheap thing. If you got into drumming, expecting to save a ton of money, it, you're, you're playing the wrong instrument so <laughs> yeah no, definitely <laughs> like, you're gonna <laughs> i put so much i drive such an awful car because i have a good drum gear 
you know? Yeah, exactly. My car doesn't even start right now. Um, but <laughs> but my a, drums do. But I got a brand new kit on the way. So, <laughs> you know, like... Uh, I feel like if I was to recommend to, like, a, you know, a kind of newer, media, like, mid-level player... And if they wanted a new set of pedals, but they didn't have the money for some of these high-end ones. Uh, personally, I would probably suggest trying out the Tama Speed Cobras. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually really like them, and I still do like them. Uh, and you can get, like, you can go fast. I saw a video of somebody playing at, like, 280 or something like that with a set of Speed Cobras. So, uh, you know, as we spoke about earlier, it's not the pedal, it's your technique. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 100%, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely recommend checking those out if you're looking to save some money because they're actually pretty inexpensive. Uh, and if you buy them used, you can get them for really cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's another thing. Like, used equipment, you know? Like, it's really, uh, it's a thing. You know, as it long as, thing. like, people take care of their stuff and you're not buying something that's, like, fucking done, uh, yeah. then, you know... Used equipment's a great way to get uh, a little higher-end gear without dropping the massive amount of money on it. Oh, and don't lowball people, though. Ugh. Yeah. I was, when I was selling my, uh, when I was selling those Pearl Demon Drives, what, those are like an 800 set of, 800 $900 set of pedals? Yeah, they're 900 And I was selling them for, and they were in good shape, and I was selling them for 400 And yeah. I had someone be like, hey, I'll give you 150 <laughs> like oh dude are you kidding me come on yeah yeah uh, um, i did not accept that offer yeah in case anybody's wondering no man um, if they're in good shape man i i'd go higher than that but uh, yeah no i ended up selling them so it all worked out mm -hmm. well uh, dude i will say that i have had my eye on a specific pedal and like i love my tricks i love like all all these high-end pedals, but there's one that as soon as I saw them, it just it tickled my fancy right away, and that is the Axis A21 Laser. These things, yeah. I don't know what it is, and some people like them, some people hate them, but I am just, I am so attracted to them. Uh, so for, for for anyone listening who doesn't know what you're talking about, why don't you mm -hmm. uh, descri describe what makes these so special in your eyes honestly the footboard is just absolutely massive um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a large footboard it is a it's a large pedal all right it's intimidating it is way, but I kinda, way bigger than my footboard i kind of like it though you know <laughs> but um you know compared to like the regular axis pedals that are have a, a larger part at the top and it kind of tapers down slightly towards the the heel plate these ones are a completely flat there's no heel plate on them either they're like long boards uh and it actually gets wider towards the base uh then squares off so uh check them out the axis a21 lasers and they just look absolutely beautiful i absolutely love them it's a clean sleek look to them and i i feel like i could play at 300 with these things uh i know that's not how life works but <laughs> <laughs> man oh i the, it's it's a dream of mine and i hope uh if anyone from access is listening and wants to shoot us a pair to test out we would love to do so because this is uh yeah that's like my my dream set of pedals 
Send uh, us each just a single pedal. Oh, <laughs> so God. Neither of us get to try out the double. Yeah. That's, that, no, no, like, that's how it go. But, I would definitely uh, be interested in trying them out because, yeah, that is a huge footboard, and that must feel uh, interesting. Man, I, I would... I just feel like it would, uh, just looking at it, I know how it would feel. Or I, I have a thought anyways. And like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I I really want to try them out. Uh, man, I might just have to drop the $1,300 or whatever it is on them and just to try them. <laughs> yeah, I um, know. Well, until music stores are uh, open again for us to try. Th- and not that music stores typically carry stuff like that. but No, no, they don't. Uh, it actually says they're out of stock everywhere on Earth. So that's great. Uh, <laughs> so speaking about pedals that we are curious about, uh, Martin Jovanovich discussed these ones on a video on his YouTube channel, uh, which I actually couldn't find, but they're called, and forgive me for my pronunciation of this, the Schlossleitner P16 pedal. Um and it looks pretty cool uh, if you have a look at it. Uh, I'm assuming you're looking at it right now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These things look pretty rad. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a different kind of take on the pedal, though, because it uses a wooden footboard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, looking at it, it seems like it'd be super light and, um, like, quick to play. But it just seems kind of odd because it's all metal and then just a footboard is is a piece of wood. Almost yeah. seems cheap, but at the same time, the rest of the pedal looks like built pretty, pretty tough. I mean, so. it's like a, it's almost like a, you know, it's like a piece of plywood, kind of like a skateboard deck. Um, and I'm, I'm curious what the, like, benefit of that is. I wonder if there's any flex to it or anything like that, mm-hmm. or maybe it's really light compared to some other ones. I mean, without playing it, it's hard to say for sure. But they, uh, they look pretty cool. And in uh, the video that I saw, he, he said that they were very fast. One thing that I, I find I like about them is the double pedal, if you look at that, the beaters look like they're centered. So, mm-hmm. you know, in a, in a lot of pedals, you'll have your main beater hit dead center in the kick drum, and then your sec, like your slave pedal will hit off center, and you get a bit of a different sound. But in this case, it looks like they're, you know, they're lined up perfectly. So you should get a fairly even sound when playing with them. That's one issue that I've always had with double pedals, uh, is that the, the slave beater is always off center. Uh, yeah, and I just don't like that, which is why I gear more towards uh, two single pedals on two full kick drums. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that it looks pretty badass. I I don't know. There's like a ton of adjustments on the side though, like for the spring and everything. I don't know, like taking that on tour. If one of those things malfunctions or breaks, like it seems like the whole thing might fall apart. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the thing does kind of look like a tank though, so. It looks a little tedious to change the spring tension. I don't know how that would work. Um, the main issue I have with this one is the the way the it connects to the bass drum hoop. It's just kind of like a little basket that the kick drum sits in. There's nothing that clamps the pedal to it. So mm-hmm. it seems to me like you would get a lot of movement uh, from from your kick drum, which would be a little annoying. But yeah, if you're really like heavy footed, I guess. Uh, I could see it just like the kick drum slightly moving, bouncing up, and then that would cause because it sits on like a metal, uh, like a, a little metal piece on the bottom, right? So if it's constantly, mm-hmm. even if it's moving up like a millimeter, bouncing, then that's going to cause damage to your kick drum as well. 
So yeah. well, I mean, I'm sure there's. It looks like there's rubber on the inside of it, so I'm sure that like they must have taken that into consideration when they were making it. So one would hope so, but yeah. <laughs> you never know. You know, you so. know <laughs> that's true. I mean, at the end of the day, it's hard to say without actually playing with them. Um, I am still curious. I would love to try them out at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good old German engineering. I assume they're German. But assuming, <laughs> yes, yes, assuming. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? We got a few more pedals to talk about before we're done. Um, oh, so we have that uh, the Malleus, which I think is a discontinued pedal, but it looks pretty crazy. Yeah, man, this thing looks like a tank. Literally looks looks oh, yeah. like the T one thousand. You know, <laughs> model yeah. pedal. Absolutely. It looks like the Trick Pro 1V had a baby with the DW MFG pedal, which I guess we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this thing's cool. It's got some interesting looking adjustments. Like, if you're looking where the beater connects, there's four separate holes you can put in to get the beater just like more forward or backwards. Uh, yeah, man. Just like, yeah, it just looks like a fun thing to tinker with. Yeah, oh, for sure, man. I don't know how heavy those pedals would be. You know, they put holes in them, but it's still like a, it's a hefty footboard, man. It looks like it does it's look made pretty... of steel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looks cool. Like, it looks uh, looks like a piece. Like, if I had money, enough money to have a collection of pedals, uh, I would definitely want to try and find a set of these and, and stick them in there. Oh, yeah, 100%. It would be, it'd be badass to add to the collection for sure. <laughs> You know what it kind of reminds me of? If you've ever seen, like, these old vintage pedals that have a lot of, like, holes in the footboards and, like, the old Ludwigs and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's almost like a super modern version of that. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like a pedal from the future. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like Terminator's kick drum pedal right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Like, it's it's fucking crazy, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. But it definitely is similar to the DW pedal um that they came out with which uh i believe is has a chain and direct drive that you can uh order with it so yeah we're t- i guess it's the w uh the dw mcd machined chain drive or mdd machine direct drive these yeah. are cool looking pedals yeah, man, they look they look really cool. I'd be totally down to try them out, especially coming from playing the DW nine thousands and loving those. And then yeah. when they came out with these, I was like, oh no, should I mm-hmm. sell? Because I don't, I didn't have the money for to keep my tricks and get a pair of those. But I was, I was, I was tempted for sure, man, because they look pretty badass. They do. I have read online that some people say that they're kind of heavy, which I don't know if that would bother me too much because I do like a heavier pedal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just seeing here, too, that you can actually get like the footboard in different colors, which looks kind of cool. Yeah, man. Aesthetics are a big thing. I don't care what anyone says, man. If it looks badass, then, you know, kinda, <laughs> yeah. it kind of helps the, the whole vibe of when you're playing. So, I you know. know. It does have a lot of adjustments. Like It looks like this... You know, whenever you're looking at the trick pedals, it's pretty simple. Yeah. You can adjust everything you need to, but, you know, it's just kind of bare bones. Whereas this one has a lot of things and that can be cool. But I also always look at something like that as there's a lot more that can go wrong. Yeah. And wear down and stuff. For me personally, the less adjustments, the better. 
because the more adjustments I have, I'm going to adjust and adjust and adjust, and I'm either going to break something or get to the point where I, it's just unplayable because I've adjusted everything so much, you know? Totally, yeah. And there's a lot more things that can just loosen over time, and you know, you don't want something loosening during a show or if you're on tour and you lose a, you know important bolt or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't... You just don't want that stuff. But like all in all, I'm I'm sure they're a great pedal and and function fantastically for certain uses. Mm-hmm. But, well, I mean Thomas Lang uses them. Yeah. So, so if T Lang uses them, you know that it's got to be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, he he knows a thing or two about about pedals. So yeah. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, you got anything else? No, nah, man, uh, I think, like, dude, we could go on for days about pedals, and I think that we will probably do another episode just on pedals in the future. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, uh, we should probably end it here. So, uh, yeah, if anybody has any pedals they want us to check out um, and talk about in uh, future episodes then shoot us an email at we're talking drums at gmail.com uh, or send us a, a Facebook or Instagram message. Hit us up and, and let us know what pedals you're using. Yeah. You know? And like, if you know anything that's a, just like a weird old obscure pedal that we may not have heard of, uh, definitely send that over. Cause I love, you know, finding out about new stuff. Oh yeah. We love that, that old weird gear that <laughs> <laughs> was on the market for like a month. Uh, <laughs> it's all awesome. right man well good chats and uh thanks everybody for listening and i guess we will catch you next time absolutely keep drumming hey everybody thank you for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed it make sure to check us out on facebook and instagram and if you're feeling especially kind we would love it if you would share this with a friend or two if you have any comments questions or even suggestions for future shows please let us know you can fire us a message and we'll do our best to get back to you Catch you next time.